Welcome to another episode of Pink Sock Podcast. This is episode lucky 13, and I'm being joined by our lovely co-host, Tony. How's it going, everybody? How you doing, brother? This is uh, unlucky 13, so let's see how badly this episode fucks up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Let's see what kind of shit show we can have today. So before we uh, jump into the topics, I would like to give a little shout out to our Patreon, Greg. You can find him on Instagram at Grek underscore 85. And if you want to become a Patreon, you can visit patreon.com slash official Mike Usnick. And there are three tiers that you can choose from. You can choose from level one, which we give you a shout out on the show. That's a little, little to read. So I'm just going to tell you what you get because that's kind of small. You can also do level two, which is $5. You get a shout out from us. You get a personal thank you letter and you get first dibs on fan selected topics. And then there is tier three, which is the same. You get VIP access. You get to talk to us one-on-one. You get a video chat, private and all that fun stuff. And we have some announcements to make announcement time. Next week, we are going to be joined by the one, the only Ashley Grant of the Stereotypes Part 2. He was so fun that we brought him back. <laughs> and It'll be a good time. And are you ready for the announcement on who we have on the 29th? Are you ready? Ryan Roxy will be joining us on Pink Sock Podcast on the 29th. But guess who will not be joining us on the 29th? This guy. <laughs> Tony has some things he has to do, so he will not be joining us on the 29th, but you will be there in spirit. Yep. I'll be learning how to lay down a motorcycle in a more proficient manner. <laughs> well, at least he's not coming on the unlucky episode. <laughs> yeah. Let's give some highs and shout outs to some of the people in the crowd. Shall we? Let's say hi to our little buddy, Kanak. There's Kanak in the chat. We also got Hannah. She's back. And look who's finally joining us live. Yeah, took long enough. Danielle Zappa. (laughs) (laughs) So on today's episode, we are going to be discussing zombie cicadas, plague squirrels, explosions. Oh my. And Ellen DeGeneres. So our first topic of discussion is zombie cicadas. Do you know what zombie cicadas are? Mm -mm. 
According to what I found on CBS News, zombie cicadas are under the influence of a parasitic fungus that they have emerged in West Virginia. They actually reemerged. These have been going on for a while. And what happens is, is they infect one another through sexual intercourse. This fungus causes them to become zombie-like. So if you thought 2020 was bad, we got zombie cicadas. Who in the hell is playing Jumanji? That's horrible. Oh, no, that's not, that's not the worst, though. That's not the worst. Plague squirrels. Plague squirrels? Y- yeah, that sounds like a real bad time. It's uh, recently a squirrel tested positive for the bubonic plague in Morrison, Colorado. Um, The Jefferson County public health officials announced in a statement over the weekend, the squirrel discovered on Saturday is the first case of the plague statement said a spokesperson for Jefferson County public health told CBS news on Tuesday that someone in Morrison reported seeing at least 15 dead squirrels laying throughout the town. Officials tested one. And since it has, since then it was tested positive for bubonic plague and they expect others to be infected. Now this is when shit hits the fan. In a statement, officials warned that plague an infectious disease caused by a bacteria I can't pronounce that, but uh, I'm going to try. Yersinia pestis can be contracted by humans from their household animals. They can humans can get it from flea bites, or they but can the get black it from plague, bubonic plague, pretty much similar. If their animal, if you, if your pet gets near the squirrel and gets it and coughs near you. You can get the bubonic plague, my friend. It, if it gets towards, if it gets close to a squirrel, I'm going to just put it down. <laughs> like, what the hell? At the end of this year, we're going to have to just yell Jumanji. I'll just take my cat outside and be like, all right, kitty, look at the flowers. Look at the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Connect. And uh, Danielle is watching us while working. So, I mean, what else are you really going to do at CA House? Right. Watch so, somebody buy another Gibson or a Fender. Oh, or, man. Or listen to somebody play Smoke on the Water. <laughs> That's forbidden. You can't play that tune in a music store, man. <laughs> it is. And you can't even play Damn. Stairway to Heaven. You'll get shut down. <laughs> At the very end of this year, though, with these plague squirrels and uh, zombie cicadas, should we just yell Jumanji when the ball drops? <laughs> just- Might as well. Now, this next one you kind of told me about. What? Uh, the Beirut explosion. Oh, yeah, man. Whew. Now, here's a little bit of information, factoids, about what happened with the Beirut explosion. There was 135 people confirmed that died. There was 5,000 wounded. There was, a, there was hundreds of people reported missing, which raises... More than 300,000 people was displaced from their homes. And they still don't know what caused this explosion. Hey, I sent you a picture. If you could uh, share it on the screen, maybe it's a before and after of what happened. All right. Let me go on Facebook before it is I do- insane, bro. Before I uh, do the uh, picture, uh, before I forget, 
Um, I'm going to put up a link for anyone that wants to help those affected by this. You can donate. Uh, the uh, this it's in the description, but here's the link so you can donate to help. Hi, Kitty. Thank you for stopping by, dear. But here's a video of the explosion and then a picture here. Let me get your picture. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. That is. <laughs> I can put up that picture now. That's really crazy. Here's before and after photos of this explosion. That's before and that's after. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the wrong picture. That's before and after I eat Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> My mistake. <laughs> that's fucked up, but fucking hilarious. <laughs> but here, here's a video of different angles of this explosion. And if you want to donate to help the cause, uh, there it is. It's in the chat. There, Any amount helps. And here's the different angles of the explosion. Damn. Holy shit. Right? <laughs> God. What? Yeah, I would have filled my britches up on that one. <laughs> Me too. Look at that. Whoa. <laughs> Woo. That's terrifying. Dude, I don't know what's more impressive, the, the explosion itself or the damn shockwave of that thing. I was wondering, um, do they think this was like an act of terrorism or man? Like... I I heard a couple theories on that, and I also heard it was just like it was a, like a fireworks warehouse, and it had like a bunch of nitric acid that caught fire and blew up. <sighs> well, when you first when you first told me about it, I thought it was just a fireworks warehouse that blew up, but then I watched the videos. Dude, that's way too big for a fireworks warehouse for real. Right? Like, shit. You have the, nit the nitric acid thing kind of makes sense. <laughs> right? Like, oh my god. What the fuck? Yeah, that devastated Beirut, man. Yeah, you can you can donate, though, guys. Like, for real. They need help over there in Beirut. They It, it was a um, 2,750 metric ton explosion of ammonium nitrate. It was ammonium nitrate? Yes. That's the same. I think that's the same shit they used the Oklahoma City bombing. I'm sorry. You froze a little bit. What'd you say? I think that's the same stuff they used in the Oklahoma City bombing, or at least really similar plus diesel, but like still. What, what I read is there's a warehouse nearby that they knew had these explosives, but the government did nothing about it. So there's a big boycott. There's a big boycott against the government right now. It's fucking crazy. Dude, it was shattering windows 10 kilometers out from that blast. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that shockwave is killer. 
Beirut actually is currently under a state of emergency for two weeks. I think they should be under one for longer than that, for something like that. Oh, until it's done, like fixed, maybe. I don't know. How, um, do you, how do you fix that, though? Like in the photo, it looks like they're missing a chunk of their. I mean, that's all done like that. There's nothing coming back from that. Like that building right there is just toast. <laughs> gone it's fucking gone and it's sad um, because they have a new station uh headquarters out there that um is pretty much destroyed yeah pretty much fucking destroyed so bad time to do i know this is a bad time to do this announcement but we are going to be live on mondays uh on the 7th we're done with yep. saturdays switch to days We'll get yeah. it figured out. And our last guest on Saturdays is our dear friend Ryan Roxy. It's gonna suck. I'm gonna miss it, but I was gonna have him on our first Monday, but I wanted him to be this month. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll we'll get people on here that you'll be present. I'm I'm still I'm still holding out for Bill Cosby in a Starbucks, but it's <laughs> never gonna happen. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Why not? So you uh, want to jump into what you've been asking me about all week. The Ellen DeGeneres drama. Yeah, man. Ellen, <laughs> look at that face. <laughs> That's a lot of foundation. Right. Um, according to the YouTube channel, The Drama, this is where I found all this information at. Uh, for years now, there has been reports that Ellen is has been rude to her staff in the past year alone. Many more staffers have come forward sharing their unpleasant experiences on the show. There's been 11 people come forward this year so far. Several claims have resurfaced that was seen on a Twitter thread started by comedian Kevin T. Porter back in March, encouraging anyone who had insane stories about Ellen to speak up. And this is what one of the Twitter followers said. This, uh, he said, a new staff member was told every day she picks someone different to really hate. It's not your fault. Just suck it up for the day and she'll be mean to someone else the next day. They didn't believe it until it ended up being completely true. What do you, you think? Get, you got it. I'm not going to victim blame or do any of that, but like, you got to think it's like, she's a comedian at the end of the day. So yeah. was she, was she trying to be funny or, or, or me? Was she legit? Like, like some, some jokes come off as just being mean. You know what I mean? Like it's just the way you say it, but yeah, I don't know if there's a history of it, then let's I mean, she apologized, even though like, I just don't even take that with a grain of salt. Well, she also has had awkward moments on her show where she's brought people on and called them out for shit that wasn't the case. Like, I think we might get into that in this notes, but there was another. Uh, I mean, she kind of sounds like a drunk uncle at a family reunion. <laughs> there was also another, uh, the same person on Twitter said this. When she's in a bad mood, staff members are highly encouraged by upper management to go into her office and do comedy bits to cheer her up. Which I don't see being a, that big of a deal if, like, you want to help your boss feel better. But if there is legit bullying going on, that is fucked up. Yeah. 
like I give people a hard time and I bust balls and shit, but I don't go, I try not to cross the line. Well, yeah. And also I guess one of her bodyguards, uh, when he was doing the 2014 Academy Awards, he said um, the whole night it was very cold. It was very sly and it was actually kind of demeaning in the way she treats people, the people that are not in her inner circle. Really? Like she has her own circle of people that she gets along with, but other people know. Is it worth canceling her show, though, or is it just one of those things where she just needs to own up to it and learn move from on. it and move on? I think it's one of them things that she can recover from, but I, the thing I don't like is that she promotes love on her show and stuff, and in the background, she's not. I mean, you also got like people like Steve Harvey that has been noted as uh, he will leave, like, he'll have his staff leave notes for people not to talk to him before the show because he's such a busy human being and it takes such energy out of him that he doesn't want to bother talking to anybody before showing that hi, bye, nothing. That's, that's one of the issues with Ellen that I've read is there are certain guests on her show that will walk up and say hi and she'll say hi back. There's others she gives the cold shoulder to and ignores until the show starts. Mm -hmm. Another uh, tweet sorry um my sister worked for the ellen show for two years this is from her i saw ellen in the hallway every day and would say hello she never once said hello back she wouldn't smile she wouldn't even acknowledge me at all and this was for two seasons hmm. that seems maybe slightly innocent i don't know slightly but if you see them every single day for two seasons which is like what two years give them the yeah give them the cold shoulder every single day that's kind of that's kind of fair now the one that i kind of there's two of them that i kind of agree with is fucked up um one of them uh is her name is nikki tutorials mm -hmm. she was on the ellen show and she stated and this is her exact quote every guest at ellen had a private toilet but i didn't i couldn't even use the one closest to my dressing room because it was reserved for the jonas brothers they were allowed and i wasn't I thought, even though looking back, my interview got 8 million views, well, theirs only got 2 million views. That's pretty shitty. That's like not letting somebody have a... Why not just have a public toilet that anybody can use? Everybody's on the show. Everybody's going to run into each other. Who gives a shit where they piss? <laughs> rich, rich people are crazy, man. <laughs> like, who gives a flying fuck? And then another one, uh, this is a more recent thing. Um, many crew members from the show have spoken out after being infuriated about the unfair treatment they've received during the shutdown during the pandemic, especially after she claimed being in quarantine felt like jail while broadcasting from her $27 million mansion. Crew members had little to no communication or transparency about the status of their pay or continued employment. Unlike other talk shows, they don't even know if they have a job after this. Or if they're getting paid. That's bullshit. That's kind of pain. Yeah. Like, is it worth canceling her show, though, at the end of the day? 
I wouldn't think so. And I say that because I think a lot of this stuff, she could just, you know, put out a really good apology and mean it for once Mm -hmm. and just learn from it and evolve and move on. The only thing I'm seeing as an issue is a lot of people don't view it this way, but at the end of the day, running a talk show and stuff, it's a job. And if any other work environment had this type of toxicity, there'd be punishments. Now, firings might not happen, but they will be punished. Well, I mean, you're not going to fire the person that's like the person that's, that is the show. Right. Unless you so, cancel a complete show. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that would work. I don't know. Now, here's one that's it's going to kind of be a touchy subject because religion is involved and I'm not judging anybody's religion, but this guy is fucking crazy. This guy. He's a pastor, okay? And I'm not going to play the whole video. I'm just going to give a summary of what happens in the video. He's an anti-LB LGBT pastor. He made a viral video about how he threatened Dunkin' Donuts employees after he had been asked to wear a mask while in the store. The video has gained traction, and people now have a lot of opinions about this pastor. The entire video is 13 minutes long, and he just rambles about how he was disrespected and how masks are gags that come between the body and the Lord. He claimed that he is not in compliance, he is in defiance. When recounting his side of the story, he said in regards to the employee who asked him to put a mask on that he didn't have to embarrass me in front of everyone, but he did. Now, this is a guy complaining about a piece of cloth and freaking out in front of thousands of people because he has a lot of followers. I think you're embarrassing yourself, dude. And he went on to preach peace by saying, I was doing anything I could spiritually not to come over the counter and still be a pastor in public because I'm sure there are cameras everywhere because people recognize me all over the place. He wasn't worried about not being violent because that's the good thing to do. He was worried because he might be on camera being violent. Of course. I'm the sorry. most hypocritical people are that way. I'm sorry, but this is not Christian-like. I know you're not a Christian, but this isn't Christian-like. You're supposed to love thy neighbor and you're supposed to care about one another during a pandemic. This is the best time to care about one another and put a fucking mask on. The Christians are supposed to care about one another. Some do. like the crusades never happened. Right. I mean, not all Christians are bad. I've got a lot of family and shit that are great people and they care about one another, but people like this give religion a bad name. Yeah. And also, Dunkin' Donuts did issue a statement regarding oh, this. Oh, man. They stated, I wouldn't apologize to that cocksucker. They didn't apologize. Oh, good. They stated, at Dunkin', where we already require all restaurant employees to wear masks and have updated our health and safety standards to reflect the times, we believe that wearing masks is a simple step that we all can take to help slow the spread of COVID-19 and help to keep guests and restaurant crew safe. <laughs> they didn't common apo- sense. They didn't apologize. They stated he should have been forced to wear a mask since day one. I guess it's a Duncan he's been going to for a while and they just started telling him to wear a mask. They weren't following guidelines like they were supposed to. And I guess. And the snowflake got his feelings hurt. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
it's just I don't you get no sympathy out of me with this dude I, like and the thing is is like he's spreading hate at the end of the day and that's something you're not supposed to do as a religious person Christians are pretty good at doing that love thy neighbor whatever happened to that love thy neighbor uh it's love thy neighbor as long as they believe in the exact same God as you. That's what they mean. It's weird because like my religion would be considered Christian, but like if I was a Christian, I'd be a true one because I don't judge people. I'm friends with people of all religions, all walks of life. Yeah. And my religion just basically swirls around the whole like, yeah, just don't be a dick to anybody unless they deserve yeah. it. Yes, there is currently a fight in our country. I don't know about other countries, and it's called the mask debate. Yeah. We live in a country with a bunch of diminished capacity people, namely the Republicans, who feel it is against their freedoms as an American because they're forced to wear a mask so we can all be safe. Have have you I'll um, say that slower? They think it's against their freedoms to wear a mask so that other people can be safe. You 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 have to wear a seatbelt. What's the difference? I thought everybody would be stoked about wearing a mask. It looked like you're going to rob a bank on a daily basis. Like It's not really political at this point. Like it's been, no, this is just common sense. It's been proven that it doesn't bother. It doesn't restrict your air. It doesn't do any of that shit. I don't know. I don't know what the big fucking problem is. Because they're getting told to do something and they don't want to do it. They're acting like a bunch of fucking five-year-olds. That's why. <laughs> Sorry, I get a little heated. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you seen that video about the great mask debate? Mm -mm. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to find it so we, we can just keep talking about this whole mask shit. Um, okay. It... I don't get the whole fucking reason. I don't. Just wear it. It doesn't matter. And uh, the there, there's is, one argument that I've gotten so far that's got a little bit of validity to it. I'm like, all right, cool. I get it. As people who conceal carry weapons, mm -hmm. it's still technically federally against the law to carry said weapon while wearing a mask or a face covering in general. So I get that. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, maybe you should just leave it in the fucking truck. I don't know. Well, my, my thought is, is people are complaining right now because they're like, if your mask works, then why should I wear one? But it's not about stopping yourself from getting it. It ain't going to work if we ain't both wearing it. Because it stops the spread of it. It doesn't stop. That's why doctors wear one during surgery. Yeah. So that they don't cough and get it into your wounds and shit and cause spread of illness. Now, this is kind of goes into what's going on now. This is... This is the mask debate. This morning, as COVID cases mount across the country, the mask debate is intensifying. People are very passionate on both sides of the great mask debate. The partisan mask debate is heating up. Mask debate's growing. The president is trying to have us cover the mask debate. <sighs> Target and Walgreens are getting in on the mask debate. The mask debate now taking center stage at local restaurants. It's nine minutes after six now, and there's new video. I'll go ahead and say it. Walmart's a bunch of spineless cunts. The debate in Georgia is getting ugly. Do you hear what it sounds like? Mm -hmm. might soon. 
be coming to an end. This mass debate is far from over. How many mass debates have you gotten into? <laughs> Love to hear it. The mass debate was taken to a whole nother level. Bishop David Zubik tells Pittsburgh's Action News 4 he found himself in the middle of a mass debate. And we'll dive deeper into this pet store mass debate. So we're going to begin with this thing we're calling the great mass debate. <laughs> we caught ourselves in a huge mass debate. <laughs> That's so fucked up. It sounds like masturbate and they're not catching on yet. Hannah can't unhear it. I can't either. <laughs> masturbate. <laughs> they're in a masturbate. So next week's show, though, with Ashley, we're going to be an exclusive. We're going to have an exclusive next week. Do they mask debate in public? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we uh, mask debate in public. We mask debate. Just don't mask debate at a public park. Because um, <laughs> those are closed. But... <laughs> Next week, Ashley is going to premiere a song that's never been heard before. Hmm, that'd be fun. So, ha ha ha. So, if you're in the middle of a mask debate, would that be a mask bukkake? Very possibly, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're in a Catholic church. Oh, ha, 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 I went there. Oh, fuck. Hey, Tony, since you won't be there, if you have any questions for uh, Ryan, just send them to me. Okay. We might just talk about pink socks and blue waffles. Oh. <laughs> 15 years removed from blue waffles and I still hear about it. Ugh. Hi, Becca. What's up? Uh, you know who isn't here, I don't think? Funky? Yeah, this is the first episode she's missed. Man, that's a shame. She might be listening, though. She might be in the background lurking. That's creepy. <laughs> it's kind of fucked. <laughs> so, is there anything that's been going on this week that you want to talk about? Anything going on in the future that you would like to talk about? Uh, start my new job next month at Cabela's. Woo! Other than that, no, not really. And then we're moving to Mondays. Yeah, Mondays is going to be good. I go back to work, but it's not going to affect this because this is my second job. So, Dude, you never know. Here's another thing. You never know how busy you truly are until you schedule something on a regular like day a week. Because right. like I... Then all of a sudden we got the podcast. It's like, oh, let's let's all go hang out at Tony's house on Saturday. Let's go see what he's got going on. Like, dude, lay off. What what's crazy is I've also <laughs> been doing videos, and you guys can check out my videos too. Um, can access. Th uh, congratulations on the new job. Thank you. I yeah, appreciate it, buddy. Got to go make that money out of this pandemic somehow. With this podcast, I've been keeping myself busy, and I can only imagine when I get back to work because I just started chasing my dream, and I've been making YouTube videos, so I'm going to have to schedule that around the podcast, around the work schedule. Yeah, that fucking that job at Cabela's is going to be weird because I'm going to be working with a bunch of rednecks. I know you don't care about publicly saying your job, but I, I'm not publicly saying my job because I've been fired from one before. Well, I mean... <laughs> If you look at my Facebook profile, it just says I'm a piano player at a whorehouse. So. 
Well, I, I'm weird about making my uh, job. This is why I have my profile picked the way I do. <laughs> the whorehouse photo. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Have you ever been to one? What? A whorehouse? Uh, no, it's illegal in the United States. Not oh, well, I mean, they got the bunny ranch, but that's out in Nevada, I think. Yeah. Speaking of um, Arizona. Oh, yeah. I'm moving out there in February for the school. I I, I will keep you updated because I might be going to Pink Sock, go. Pink Sock Road Trip. We have to do that. Do like a Pink Sock podcast, but the Grand Canyon. <laughs> well, what I was thinking is, is if I'm unable to do like the whole year, I'm, I might go out for like a couple months or so. It just depends. I'll, I'll let Let's you know what happens. I would love to do the whole year, but fuck, you're going out in February. <laughs> yeah, but see, when we get like, dude, it'll be snowing here, but when we get there, it'll be nice. True, true. I don't have AC. I need to get that fixed. Uh, yeah, you don't want to be driving in the desert. It, me and you'll just be end up being like Beavis and Butthead do America crawling through the desert. Oh, the sun sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, if you uh, want to help us out again, since some of the people just tuned in, you can become an official Patreon. It's only a dollar a month, five dollars a month, or ten dollars a month. I'm confused. Is that like a Mortal Kombat character or like Greg or a space ghost coast to coast extra? I I think Greg, it sounds like a uh, Tekken. Ever want ever play Tekken? Sounds oh, like yeah, a, I play Tekken. It sounds like a Tekken character. Greg, though, does sound like the Mortal Kombat, the guy with all those arms. <laughs> That's Goro. It sounds like his brother. He is fucked up, <laughs> brother. Uh, Hannah, I I agree. I don't make my work shit public because the last time I did, I got fired. Yeah, I don't put that stuff on my Facebook for that reason because like I post a lot of scandalous shit on my Facebook. <laughs> so like if I ever get pulled into the office, I'd be like, well, technically my Facebook says I don't even work here. <laughs> I don't. I don't think my workplace would really care, but. I'm at this point in my life right now that I try not to let things stress me or worry me out because shit happens for a reason. It does. That's why I wasn't that stressed about them not calling me back right away. Oh, it's like me putting that one, uh, like putting Paramount on blast about them trying to fire me. I'm just like, well, I mean, they got mad. They got mad about it and they talked to me about it. And I'm like, well, I wasn't exactly lying, was I? Like, literally gave me a paper saying you laid me off and then you told the unemployment office you didn't so i mean if you want to get mad at anybody get mad at yourself for for doing that you played yourself playboy <laughs> um did you did you want to do eventually youtube videos with me or did you yeah, maybe, yeah sure if you guys uh love the show that you're listening to right now if you guys want to uh, keep up with the notifications. You can like the channel. There's actually a button. We can't see it right now, but there is a button on the video that you can click and you can subscribe right from there. And if Dude, you I totally to agree with Hannah right now. Garak kind of sounds like the name for a rock alien from Galaxy Quest. Does it? <laughs> yes. Yes. We love Garak, and actually I'm probably going to have him on sometime if he's able to. He lives in, um, fuck, where does he live? Um, Australia. 
He lives in Australia. Oh, put another shrimp on the Bobby. So it's like 2 a.m. right now there. Holy fuck. <laughs> Time changes like that always freak me out, man. Like, holy shit. Right? Right. It's like when you said when Ryan lives in Sweden, I'm like, man, that's a big change. Yeah. That's kind of why I changed the time of the show, not just for him. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, and like, like even for uh, Ashley. Yeah. He lives in what? The UK? A lot of our listeners are from the UK and stuff, and I wanted them yeah. to be able to listen because people around here don't really listen to this podcast as much. Dude, I want to ask Ashley about the best fish and chips he's ever had. Next week, my friend. Next I week. Know. I would also like, there's another friend of mine by the name of Ashley. Um, I would love to get him on the show too. He's a pretty cool dude. You know, a bunch of dudes named Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh pop that and Mike. Mike's a very popular name too. Apparently Dave White's a really popular name. Hannah's actually five hours ahead and Ryan's six. Whew. So when we do the show with him, it's going to be 6 PM where he lives. That's crazy. Yeah, the, like it's weird because the more I get into this, the more people I meet from other parts of the world, and it's just yeah. hard to schedule time zones and shit. Oh, I know, right? Like one of our biggest fans now is uh, Kanak, and I didn't. Forget we didn't forget about you, buddy. Um, he lives in India. Like, damn, he. We might be able to hang out with Kanak, by the way, because he might be going to college in Philadelphia. Meet halfway. In Philadelphia? Yeah, about eight hours. He could drive four. We can drive four and hang out. Mm, that'd be cool. So I, are you starting to get the uh, depression from not being able to go to concerts? Um, yeah. I'm getting more. De- Dude, I get more depressions whenever I get a notice in my email saying that, like, oh, you're getting a refund, f- refund for these tickets you bought for this really awesome show that's not happening anymore. Well, I'm getting depressed because it's it's the same because I I haven't been getting refunds because I usually buy the tickets a month before. Um, other than the Megadeth, which I don't know if I got the refund from that yet. Dude, I had seven hundred dollars, like, into those VIP tickets, and they so, ended up refund. They ended up refunding me, dude. I was gonna keep them. As long as they redid the show, I would just have VIPs for that show next year. But they didn't even give me the option. They just like, oh, here's your money back. I'm like, well, I'm probably not going to get the tickets now. Well, I have this really interesting occurrence that happened to me. I was supposed to go to Illinois next month. And I was going to go regardless, but I changed my mind due to the virus getting worse in Illinois. Um, I met these people at Louder Than Life last year. Complete strangers. Two of them wasn't even going to stay the whole weekend. We talked them into staying the whole weekend. We became best friends. And it kind of depresses me. Even though I knew these people only for three days, I was supposed to go out there and hang out with them. And now it's not going to happen. And concerts just, I miss them. It makes you really appreciate the things that you took for granted. Dude, you know what I really do miss? Going to movies. And I never thought I'd miss that. We haven't had band movie night in like... (laughs) Pretty much all year. Hannah was supposed to see White Snake and Foreigner. That would have been a hell of a show. Oh man, and Europe. Yeah, that would have been a sick show. I was supposed to see Alice Cooper, Tesla, and Joan Jet. I believe it. No, it was Alice Cooper, Tesla, and somebody. 
Dude, I was supposed to go to that Testament show that ended up getting canceled because they were putting out the new album or whatever, and that was going to be really good. And then I was supposed to see the Megadeth tour with, like, uh, was it In Flames, Trivium, Lamb of God, Megadeth. That was going to be sick. That would have been bad. I was supposed to go to that, too. I was also supposed to see Alice Cooper three times this year. Black Label Society was supposed to tour this year because I think they might be putting out something new. So, well, if I'm not mistaken, um, there is a show going on, not near us, but this is for our UK friends. Um, Ryan does have a show, a concert, really, yeah, in Sweden. I forget exactly oh, where they got the virus already figured out. It's weird because, uh, they're one of the few countries that got it figured out, but they didn't take any precautions. Do you know why they got it figured out? Low population. Low population, and they've been social distancing before it was like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, August fifteenth, he's he has a show at the uh, at the Trollagachen backstage bar. David Coverdale needs surgery for a hernia. Yeah, I guess that's why it got canceled. It wasn't because of the uh, COVID. Now, Ozzy. Ozzy Osbourne's tour got canceled before COVID hit because of his Parkinson's. Yeah, he's legit dying. It's Ozzy. He ain't dying. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> like, it's either going to be him or Keith Richards. Who's going to go first? I think neither. I think the world's going to end from all this shit, and they're going to be sitting at a bar like, How about all them people? And then I... <laughs> you say that, but I said the same thing about Lemmy, and look what happened that's something we don't talk about. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you right now, they're doing a, they're gonna, They're talking about doing a biopic on Lemmy, right? Yeah. They better. And I, I swear to God, I'll get, lose my shit. If they miss out on this opportunity, they better tell the story about how his other band started. What, what was the name of the band he was in before motorhead? Oh shit. I forget. Was it Hawkwind? I think it was Hawkwind. Hawkwind? Check this shit out. So they went on tour up in Canada, right? Mm -hmm. And then dispute happened or whatever. They left Lemmy at the Canadian border on foot. Lemmy hiked it down, like got back down down to California. When mm -hmm. he got back home, he made it his sole mission to sleep with every one of his ex-band members' old ladies. And that is legendary. Did you know Lemmy claimed, and his bandmates have said that it's more than likely true, that he has slept with more than 10,000 women in his lifetime? I'll believe that over anything about Gene Simmons. That is 20 women a day. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, he's never been married. Oh, Hawkwind wasn't it? What was it? No, it was it. She means Hawkwind wasn't it with a question mark. Oh. Yeah, it was Hawkwind. He was also in, and they probably won't cover this either, he was in a Rockabelly band before he died. Yeah. I forget the name of it. Uh, the Headcat, I think, was the name of it. That dude's a legend, man. Yeah, he was in a... Well, what drives me nuts about some of these uh, biopics is they're not historically correct because they, they got a story to tell. I understand. But, like, the Freddie Mercury biopic... Mm -hmm. They had him diagnosed with 
uh, AIDS before Live Aid, and that was the huge Queen reunion when they reunited before that. He didn't find out till five years later. Listen, I know I I kind of get why they did that because at the end of the day, it's, it's a movie. still it's still a movie. Yeah, but it worked. Yeah, I would have still liked the Sasha Ben Corn version to come out. I think that movie was great, though. It was. It was. The Elton John one was good, too. But Elton came out and said himself that it's not historically correct because it's from his own memory. Humans for remember things differently. On top of that, like, there's a lot of stuff. Is, I mean, they're going to put stuff in there that shouldn't be and, like, fix stuff a certain way to where in, in, in a movie's perspective, it makes sense. Not yeah. necessarily makes sense timeline-wise. Did you know that? Lemmy's memorial service was live streamed. Yeah. And guess who did uh, a speech at it? And I, I laughed at the story. Dude, I think they did that for Dimebag too, if I'm not mistaken. Wrestler Triple H was there and he was talking yeah. about uh, Lemmy. And he's like, Lemmy was a rock star till the day he died. He said that he, uh, him and his wife, Steph, went backstage at a show and they opened his locker room door and Lemmy was standing there with just a towel on and a towel on his head, women everywhere, cocaine everywhere. And Lemmy was like, shit, your wife's here. And he pushed them out the door, shut the door. And five minutes later, he opened the door fully clothed. Drugs are gone. Women are gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was a gentleman at the end of the day. Yeah. And what's weird is with Lemmy, you never hear about times where he was belligerent on stage. And you don't same with Keith Richards and Ozzy. Ozzy said in an interview, and this might be true. It might not be true, but he said he's never been extremely high on stage. He's just been enough to perform. He's never been belligerently <laughs> high on stage. Dimebag has been pretty fucked up on stage. Yeah, but with Ozzy, I kind of believe it because I've heard stories of him shitting on stage and doing crazy shit on stage, but I've never yeah. heard stories of where he was unable to perform. No, I mean, no. Except for the Black Sabbath reunion tour, which was sad because he was yeah. doing coke again. Dude, dude, it took drugs and alcohol to get Dimebag to be able, be able to perform. It was like the complete opposite. It's fucked up because uh, the reason why Ozzy was able to survive, they found out, is he's part Neanderthal. He's not even he's not even one hundred percent human. Did you know him and Conan, uh, Conan O'Brien, are actually cousins? Really? Yeah, they both belong to the same Neanderthal tribe. Hmm. Yep. They found. Lemmy's an Eldridge beast. <laughs> He was. Did you see that documentary they did where they uh, the guys that was shooting it had to show up at Lemmy's house and he was going to make eggs and shit. And they show up and they tell Lemmy we're ready to do the shoot. And he's like, "Who the fuck's idea was it to do this shoot? It's fucking stupid." And like it was you, Lemmy. And he was like, "Oh, go fuck off." And then five minutes later, he's like, "All right, let's do this." And he, clean, <laughs> and he cleans. It. <laughs> they said there's two Lemmys. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You know what's crazy about Lemmy? Not a lot of people like. I think really deep Aussie fans know this. He wrote a lot of Aussie tunes. Hellraiser was one of the big ones. And Mama, I'm coming home. Yep. And Lemmy and Aussie was best friends. Aussie was the last person to talk to Lemmy when he was alive. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Uh, Lemmy and uh, I can't remember the bass player's name. Was it Rudy? Rudy Sarzo. Didn't he write like a vast majority of the lyrics for Aussie too? 
Uh, Rudy wrote a lot of the shit when he was in the band with Randy Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Motorhead actually did a cover um, Hellraiser. Right on. They're actually, Lemmy was a hell of a vocalist, but nobody really got to hear that a lot of the time because he did the rest Lemmy, of the Lemmy was a hell of a bass player too, but you couldn't tell over that god-awful bass tone it is. Right. I tried playing Ace of Spades, and I'm not that great of a player, so it might be easy for some, but it's not an easy riff to play the whole song. No, it's while, not. While singing. <laughs> that whole playing and singing thing, my hat's off to him because I can't do that stuff. Especially when you're playing bass. And I get hate for saying this, but it's true. Motorhead is to Lemmy what uh, Megadeth is to Dave Mustaine. It's a solo project at the end of the day. It became that way. Lemmy's the only original member of Motorhead. Not anymore. And not anymore. Do you think that they should do what Dio's Disciples did and just get these surviving members together? Mm. I mean, that'd be cool, but I don't know. I, I get really lost on that kind of stuff because like, they're doing the Dio thing. And then there's this constant conversation about a Pantera tribute. Right. I'm just like, I'm, I I'm, I'm all for a good tribute band, though. I am. Yeah. Because especially, but, I, I won't go see a tribute band. I have before. But I don't like seeing tribute bands where I can just still see the original band. Like, I saw a Kiss tribute band, and they were killer. But I didn't pay for the show. Like, it was... Right. Okay. Kanak has some guitar related questions because he's a aspiring guitarist. He's trying to get out there. He wants to know what kind of guitars do you have and what strings do you recommend or do you use? Um, what guitars do I not have? That's a problem. <laughs> I got a bunch of Les Pauls. All, like most of my stuff has EMGs in it because they're con they're consistent. Like so a lot of pa passive pickups aren't that consistent because they're all hand wound and stuff. Mostly. What's your favorite guitar to play then? EMGs, you said? Ooh, my favorite guitar to play? Your favorite guitar to play. It'd have to be a Dean ML or an Epiphone, Epiphone slash Gibson Explorer. So once I get a guitar, are you going to help me learn to play it? I could try. Okay. Um, this might be a but, different. But, stri but string gauge, that, that just depends on your tuning, man. Because the, the strings I use, I use 10 through 52 Ernie Balls. I use Ernie Ball on everything. Um, I use uh, 10 through 52s on tuning. That's a whole step down in standard D and drop C. That's the main uh, one of the main tunings for Psalms of Silence. And then I use 13 through or no, 12 through 62s. I think it's 12 through 62s. Uh, Ernie Balls, Mammoth set strings on the baritone B tuning stuff for sure. like Prophet of False Hope, like this the song we have in the intro. Mm hmm. I use really heavy strings on that stuff because it's tuned down so low. Look who joined us. My buddy, Vic. Vic's a really uh, good guy and he's very talented. He's a great photographer. You can go check him out on Instagram. He, he asked me, I'm assuming that I don't have a guitar and I don't have one yet. I am getting one Vic. Yeah. Can I, if you're, if you're playing standard tuning, you can either go 1042s or 1046s or like 942s. It just depends on what, like, that's basically what everybody uses. I have an issue with, and to answer Vic's question, the reason why I haven't picked up a guitar and learned one yet is I have an issue learning with a pick 
but I was over at CA house playing with just my fingers the best I can. And I think I could probably do like a Jared, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jared James Nichols, I think is his name. Oh, he, that dude's sick. He solos just using his fingers. He don't play with a pen. Yeah. So I might just have to do that. I mean, it's hard. You're going to build up a lot of calluses on your hands. This is going to hurt for a long time at first. I can't play with a pick. I've tried. My brain just can't do it. I get that. Like I, because I should just be a bass player, man. I am a bass player. That's the problem. I'm not that great at it, but I'm trying to get back to it. Use nine through 42 on a strat connect. Yeah, that's not bad. That works. If you're using like standard E or like you even drop D would work. So let, let's ask the question that I've been wondering for a while, and I've heard you answer this a few times, so I think it's great to have on the show. How much money have you spent on guitars? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is my wife watching this? <laughs> she never watches this shit. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it grew, over, out, it grew out my thumbnail. <laughs> over, the over the entirety of me being a guitar player? Uh-huh. I might have spent forty thousand dollars. Damn. I yeah, I know. Vic said grow up my thumbnail. I've actually seen that guitarists will use their fingernails, they'll grow them real long and they'll play them like picks. But the thing that's crazy is I saw a video of Zach Wilde doing that and he ripped his fingernail off mid solo. Yeah, connect. Stevie Ray Vaughn used to use 13s on his guitar. Yeah. Have you seen the hands on that guy? <laughs> He's got legit banana fingers, man. <laughs> big old fucking fingers. Yeah, and, he's got big mitts. And one more, one more time for those who are just tuning in. Next week we have Ashley Grant. He's he was amazing last time. He had a lot of great stories to tell. We're he told me that uh, he has all the time in the world, but he don't want to repeat himself. So it might be a forty-five minute episode next week. Yeah, that's fine. And then. On the 29th, we have Ryan Roxy. I think he's like the guitarist or something, a poison. No. Um, <laughs> Ryan plays guitar for Alice Cooper. He's played guitar for Slash's Snake Pit. So it's going to be he's a good with show. Some really good people. Gilby Clark. Right. Uh, Dad's Porno Mag was one of his early bands, which I love that name. <laughs> <laughs> but. I really appreciate everyone that showed up and our numbers keep growing and stuff. And it is amazing. I love each and every one of you. And yeah, Tony, man. thank you for being a part of this. I know that your schedule gets busy. You might not be able to be here all the time. But, I do the best I can, <laughs> but I appreciate you being here. I really oh, yeah, do. man. And is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Kanak loves his tone. <laughs> SRB's tone or Stevie Ray Vaughn's tone? S SRB's tone. I thought he said Stevie Ray Vaughn there for a minute. That's what I, I don't know. He, he might mean uh, Vaughn because the uh, V is right next to the B. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughn. He's got one of the best tones in classic rock. Can I, can I keeps popping up bands that Ryan's in dude? If I was to sit here and list them all, it'd take all episode. <laughs> he's been busy. Because he's also in like super groups. He's in cover bands. He's in. <laughs> we, we need to get you to a Goon Squad show sometime whenever they come back. I'd totally be down for that. So, who's your favorite guitarist? Oh, hands down, Dimebag. 
I thought you were going to say Dimebag, but Dave Mustaine is probably up there too. Oh, he's definitely up there. Dave Mustaine or Marty Friedman? Marty Friedman. I wish he'd come back to the band. I really do. Like nothing against the current lineup. There, there's reasons. Have you heard a solo project? Amazing. Has it really been that long? 30 years since Stevie Ray Vaughan died. Yes, it has been 30 years. Jesus Christ. I, I am mean, old. I think it might be longer than that. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see what year he died. He died in 1990. Yep. Been 30 years. Here, hold on a second. All right. I'll show you I'll show you my favorite guitar I've been playing on here lately. Well, it's it's the 39-year anniversary on August 27th. Oh, that's awesome. That's a sexy guitar, dude. Yeah, man. How do you, I was playing a V uh, at CA house and I can't figure out how to sit it on my lap when I'm playing. You got to play it classical, man. You got to play it uh, straddling. Uh, if you're right-handed, you'll have to straddle it on your right leg or left-handed left leg. There's this guy. Um, I forget his uh, Instagram handle. I just thought of it. This guy, his name is mud. He was on the live stream that uh, Ryan does every now and again. This guy plays right-handed but he can't use his right hand he hits the notes with his left hand and he plays that way because he can't play with that hand so he's doing solos and shit with one hand without picking mm -hmm. that's fucking complex <laughs> legato man that's fucking crazy yeah dimebag does a lot of that legato stuff to where he'll like he'll play a run and then all of a sudden he'll just start tap hammering on and tapping off with his fingers. That's like, that's a night. Uh, let's legato. That's Thank the style of guitar. That is. Thank you, Vic. His name's muddy G. Yeah. Right on muddy G. So is there anything that's yeah. Huge respect, huge respect guys. Um, one more time before we, uh, start wrapping up Yeah, wrap it up. Thank you. Garak for being a Patreon. We really love you in mortal Kombat. You can find <laughs> Garak is a hell of a guitar player. You can find him on Instagram at Garak underscore 1985. Um, he's not a Patreon yet, but go check out Victor Chalfont's um, Instagram. He's a very good photographer. He's also the producer for uh, In the Trenches and all the other Ryan Roxy shows. He's a huge support for us and a very, very talented guy. And tune in next week when we bring back Ashley Zane Grant. Let's see what other fucked up stories he has to tell. And then on the 29th, we have Ryan Roxy, which is going to be awesome. A good time. It's going to be a good time. I wish you could be here, Tony, but I, know. Uh, I understand you got other things you have to do. And go check out uh, Tony's band, Psalms of Silence, if you like Viking death metal. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. So, uh, anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? All right. It's been fun. Love, love everybody. I Thanks love all you, I love all you guys. And if you guys don't want to be a Patreon, because I know they take a percentage out of us and you want to directly help us, uh, send money to my PayPal account. Uh, you can go on my YouTube channel. You can click on that and put, uh, for YouTube or for pink socks so that I know where directly to apply it to. And thank you all. Remember, live long, rock hard. Thank you guys. And I'll see you guys next week. 